What's going on, YouTube and I? It's welcome to Lords of the Lawn Box and the cover price top 10 for the week ending May 30th. How wow, June 1st. Already. Wow, can you believe this it? This is crazy. June. Um, Shout out to everybody in the live chat. I know it doesn't feel like a Tuesday, but it is Tuesday, man. So, <laughs> it might feel uh, like a Sunday to some. Yeah. You know what we don't get on here a lot? That uh, we don't get Ed Sheeran. Hmm. And Ed Sheeran is proof that gingers do have souls. So while you guys are congregating, here's a little Ed Sheeran for you. I'm, I'm, I'm in love with the shape of you. Of you, of you. I'm in love with the shape of you. I'm, I'm in love with your body. I'm in love with the shape of you. I'm in love with the shape of you. I'm in love with your body. I'm in love with the shape of you. I'm in That is a rather nice shape. I'm in love Hello. with the shape of yoga pants. I have to say, that's, <laughs> I know uh, you look great in them, Ryan. They, uh, I, I, yeah, you know, thanks. Ooh, you know, now that they, they have the yoga out. pants so with the cell phone pocket in the side and shit, I'm yeah. not, you I need some uh, Aegis Comics of Alaska pants. You ever see those? <laughs> oh my god, that dude has a nice ass. That's all I got to say. Man. Shout out to everybody in the live chat. Uh, yeah, man, I see you guys talking about Corella. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. Good. And I'm glad to hear that. And mm -hmm. the soundtrack is fucking phenomenal, man. The yeah. Clash, Blondie, Rolling Stones. Um, cool. I mean, I was really pleasantly surprised. Uh saw two flicks over the weekend. I saw Cruella and A Quiet Place too. Both great films, man. Oh, Go back man. to the cinema and, and enjoy it, man. Uh, yo, mm. the, <laughs> my lady was jumping through a, like a quiet place. Like she's just like, if she had, she was like throwing popcorn in the air and shit. I was like, God damn. Uh, so, you know, one of those things where the uh, sequel actually lives up to uh, the first one. But, but hey, cool. nice. let's stop digressing, shall we? Uh, this show is sponsored by our friends. This is the cover price top 10. Where we look at the top 10 selling books on the aftermarket. That means, you know, basically eBay or Comic Link or Comic whatever, you know, anything that besides your LCS. Uh, go over to our friends at CoverPrice.com. You can sign up for a two-week free trial, or if you like what you see, just, just pay $6.99. Get the full-blown price guide, collections, and trends so you can follow all your stuff and add your collection. The show is also sponsored by our friends at KRSComics.com. Use discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off any KRS exclusives, including the KRSPoolbox.com, where you can get 15% off your weekly comics for those who don't get a discount and you're buying a bunch of books or you're not near a uh, LCS and you don't want to go to Midtown, hit up our friends at KRS Poolbox, man. They got all the weekly titles as well as variants. And if I say variant, then you know what I got to talk about, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This drops tomorrow, boys and girls. This is the Clayton Crane, The Shape Beneath. I don't know what that means, but it seems kind of dirty to me. Shape but either way, uh, these will be available on KRS Comics tomorrow. So uh, good. Set your alarms at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, Clayton Crane, 
the shape beneath this is Venom 200 Legacy or Venom 35, basically, is what it huh. is. Um, and uh, if you want, you can get... Who's the, the writer on that book, Tim? I shout will out. not mention it. I will it's not been mention shouted it. In, the, in the comment section. Ah, so. man. Shout out to Donnie Cates for uh, writing Venom and everything you do for the community. Uh, we salute you. We do salute you. And uh, for those about to rock we salute you as well because clayton crane in-store signing Boom. uh coming to krs hq's grand opening in chula vista california and on july 16th i will be there ryan will be there dark side jedi will be there who knows will be there a bunch of there's a bunch of socal homies that are all uh you know we all know each other from going to WonderCon and all the different cons so i'm pretty sure there'll be a nuevas will be there uh budget dude will be there all the KRS Comics crew, and it's a Clayton Crane signing. So you have any KRS Comics that you, any any Clayton Crane comics you want signed, bring them on a board, and they'll be submitted to CGC as well because there'll be a CGC facilitator there. So uh, you know, get your Clayton Crane on, man. So this is the cover price top ten. Now that we got all the bills out of the way, not like we have bills, but you know, <laughs> trying to get the show started, man. So as usual, there's always one that doesn't quite make the top ten. Um, and we like to call that the runner-up. And uh, look at that. I am so ill-prepared. I don't have a graphic for it. Um, but well, I think everybody knows what this book is anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? All right. So yeah, I, I mean, I can up. show a picture. Show them the trailer. <laughs> yeah, there yeah, you I go. Know. So uh, number 11 <laughs> on the list, boys and girls, and I forgot to... Up what was I thinking? Sorry, man. It's been a busy day at work. Uh, basically, do I have it on here? I may have it from last week. Anyway, number 11 on the list that didn't quite break the top 10 is The Eternals, number one. The first appearance of The Eternals is trending again. Uh, not that it really ever stopped due to a fantastic, full, and long-awaited trailer that hit. It helped sell 49 copies at a seven-day trend of 105%. Um, I, You know what? I thought it looked good, man. Uh, I don't know why the hate it gets from certain people, especially yeah, Instagram. Odd. I think um, it's like a joke that you know. Oh, they just appeared. No, <laughs> like, like there's, they were there's, back there, there's some assholes and, on Instagram that yeah. just want to hate on everything. I mean, off a two-minute trailer, and now, now, you, and you realize why nobody likes. Welcome you, anyway. to being a DC fan. <laughs> I don't even know if that's that. I mean, but you know. How you can base judgment on anything on a two-minute trailer is beyond me. You know what I mean? A teaser at that. Oh, but um, mm -hmm. I've been yeah. saying that since Justice League. Well. Or Batman vs. Superman, I should say. Well. <laughs> These are really bad examples. Oh, so you said the trailer looks good, but the movie sucked. Oh, no. I was just saying there was a lot of judgment off the trailer. That's all. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. Well, it's interesting enough. We were talking about Cruella. I mean, they weren't wrong, but there was still a lot of judgment off the trailer. Actually, well, people like the trailers from, you know... I, that's the. I think it's almost the exact opposite. When people saw the trailers, they're like, "Yo, that that looks hot," and then it was not. Mm. So, like, Cruella was told the trailer totally did not match what the movie was about. The Cruella mm. is basically a heist film, right? And in the trailer, you would have never thunk it, right? That it was a heist film. So uh, there you I go. I thoroughly enjoyed Disney's Joker this weekend. It was, wasn't it? It was. It oh was. my god, that's what everybody's talking about online. People are saying that she Disney killed really went it, yo. She, I mean, she killed it. She flipped the script on Corella. I mean, that was pretty was cool how they did that. Um, hopefully, they don't make a sequel. We don't need it anymore because she was perfect as that. So, number eleven on the list of runner-up boys and girls is uh, Eternals. Number one. Who would have thought that would end up on the top ten list? But uh, selling for about a grand now in a 9.6 so there you go that's uh, creeping up there man not quite shang chi levels but it's getting there all right damn that shang chi book is amazing i can't believe it i've been telling you guys what did that what did that end at what did that one end at 
So over uh, 16? I think 16 grand, yeah. Wow. Uh, for a nine for a nine point eight. Um <laughs> nice. that is crazy. All right. What do we got for number ten, boys? Number ten. This is an odd one out of nowhere, man. X Men. This, this is odd, by the way. There's yeah. a lot of weird ones on here. X-Men 53 from Marvel 1996. So this issue features the first full appearance of Onslaught and his reappearance at the end of X-Men Way of X number two has stirred up interest in his first appearance. Sold 41 copies last week, had a seven day uptrend of 130% and a high sale for $265 and a CGC 9.8. Man, I remember the days of Onslaught and Marvel vs. Capcom. Why is is there spec on Onslaught? Is uh, they is he coming back in the in the comics or? Uh, yeah, he shows up at the end of uh, X Men Way of X number two, and we haven't seen him in a good, I think, ten or fifteen years. To yeah, be honest. I mean, it's been a I, really Onslaught was like the evil mental persona of Professor X, from what mm-hmm. I recall from way back when. Um, but uh, the glory days, nineteen ninety six of X Men comics, where they were uh, everywhere and anywhere. I swear to God, there was tons. I mean, I guess now too. You know, it's always been the X Men. But there you go, number ten on the list, boys and girls, is X Men number fifty three from nineteen ninety six. This is a this is a really odd list. It's not a lot of expensive books, but they're just books you. I guess some nineties goodness. Day. You know, yeah. To be honest. All right, what do we got for number nine? Speaking of 90s goodness, Marvel Comics Presents, number 117. This is from 1992. And this issue marks the first meeting of Wolverine and Venom. This book was showcased on Tales of the Flip Side, and it took off due to long-term potential and a fun nostalgia-based cover. It sold 17 copies. It had a seven-day trend of 353%. And had a high sale of 140 bucks for a 9.8. There you go. I yeah. meant uh, we on this channel have long, long been talking about how um, first meetings of characters are the next great thing to spec on. Uh, first meeting of Punisher and Moon Knight. First pe- meeting of, uh, of Miles Morales and Peter Parker. Um, so there you got the leap from Venom to Wolverine, which seems rather interesting. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like how their worlds would ever cross. It's kind of amazing when you think about it that they didn't meet till 1992. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, Not really you know, three years. Right. Yeah. No, what I was thinking about is like that, that Moon Knight and Punisher book, uh, mm-hmm. that Punisher number two annual. Dude, that's a long time before they finally met. I mean, we're talking like a Bronze Age Moon Knight came on like the mid seventies, and then they didn't meet till what the late eighties. That's kind of crazy when you think about it, right? But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I, I, I mean, I have never seen this cover. I kind of like it though. I kind of dig it the way uh, he's kind of destroying the uh, the cover there. So yeah, I think go. it was at the tail end of the Marvel Comics Presents because you know there, those early issues were good, and then again we got into the Weapon X stuff, which was in the seventies, which was on our list. You know week or two yeah. ago i don't really think anybody was collecting this at the at the tail end of marvel comic presents yeah so this is from uh the youtube show tales from the flip side they're telling people that this is the to go out and get it because this is the first meeting of venom and um logan for whatever it is but i mean <laughs> if okay. venom doesn't even meet spider-man yet uh, <laughs> i don't know when he's gonna meet logan i mean we got two venom oh, movies God. and no spider-man yet so uh happy birthday to tom holland by the way uh today was his birthday, birthday and darn it no Spider-Man trailer Damn so man. far, man. You know, you know that just goes lying to me. That just goes to prove you it's Sony, it's not Marvel. Because Marvel said, Hey, Simu Lu's birthday's coming at me. We should release that Shang-Chi trailer. Boom! And surprise him on his birthday. But you know, that would have been too obvious. But you know, but I heard it's 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 coming sooner than you know, it's coming soon. 
Some places are saying that it's actually gonna it's attached to Peter Rabbit 2 trailer. I find that hard to believe because they're not they're gonna release a trailer online before they re- just yeah, show it in, in in the theaters mm-hmm. by when especially when theaters are not even full capacity right now. You know what I mean? Unless they're making people to go they said trailer's gonna be there, so they're forcing them to go see Peter Rabbit too. <laughs> so you know what I mean? <laughs> just to see the trailer for it. But um, you know, I don't know. That that's coming from some uh, dubious you know what? That's a way to get people back in the theaters. Yeah. So it's just only you know, only show it in a theater. If you want to pay for somebody's Patreon to find out that a trailer is coming in uh, part of the, you know, Peter Rabbit, then that's up to you. But I'll wait for it to drop online because I have a feeling something as big as Spider-Man is definitely going to drop for the masses, right? It's not going to just be in theaters uh, for people who are watching Peter Rabbit 2. I didn't even know that was mm-hmm. a thing, to be honest with you. But anyway. I didn't know Peter yeah, Rabbit 1 was a going. thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like a weird... Uh, it's a British film, so and it's oh, about, like Paddington Bear. Shit. Yeah, yeah, they're like little rabbits. Uh, uh, so they're like they're like CGI rabbits, and they just cause mayhem. It's like for kids in Britain. Anyway, all right, what do we got for number eight? Well, number eight, we have a really interesting one here. So this is hardcore number one, the second print from Top Cow back in 2012. So Deadline announced that Adam Wingard to direct hardcore for Universal and Robert Kirkman. The series first appeared during Top Cow's 2010 pilot season. If you recall. Top Cow tested various comic concepts through their pilot season. If readers responded well to one, well, then it continued into a full or limited series. However, Kirkman and Mark Stravinsky's Hardcore did not. Flash forward to 2018 when the title was refreshed under Skybound uh, in the, the 2018 series of Hardcore. Similarities were very close. The biggest changes is centered around how assassins take over the bodies of random people by taking a hardcore shot to the spine. Oof. In the new series, they do it via... VR headsets. Note, this film has been developing for the more recent 2018 version. Despite that, the hard-to-find second print of the first version from 2012 did sell 12 copies, had a seven-day uptrend of 536%, and a high sale of $58 for a raw copy. Yes, yeah, hmm. so for those who know, I mean, Top Cow is one of those imprints uh, from Image, and uh, you know, 2012's gotta been, geez, the fi- the last final legs of 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 Top Cow comics. Yeah. I think about it, right? But in the 90s, I mean, they were they were jamming out big time. All kind, of, I'm trying to think of Weapon Zero if that was a Top Cow imprint from Image or not. If you haven't read Weapon Zero, I highly suggest you read it. It's uh, art by Benitez, and I think the stories by. I want to say Walter Simonson, one of my favorite '90s uh, image books. Is uh, is our boy Gabe in there? Gabe, uh, '90s comics. Um, some of the artwork on it is absolutely. I think it's Joe Benitez who did the artwork. But look for Weapon mm. Zero, man. I would love for that to be adapted, man. It's some great comic covers on it. Um, but man, it just goes to show you, if you pay attention, this one. And I, you know, I find my, I, I consider myself somebody who always reads about, you know, all the, the Hollywood trades and everything. And I didn't even know that this was being developed. Uh, I had, this is the first I've heard of this, to be honest with you. But, you know, yeah. I had a long weekend too. So I was busy uh, doing stuff and didn't really get a chance to do it. But it just goes to show you, man, there's uh just be careful. Don't spend too much just because it's been optioned. Um, dare I say God country yet again. Um Damn. You know, um, so there you go. There's another one in here that's, you know, that you'll see that recently uh, we just talked about this because the, there's a screenplay that finally is getting done. But number eight on the list is Hardcore number one, the second print. This is the one from Top Cow, not the one from Robert Kirkman Skybound. So if you're listening back on podcasts, say, 
Alexa, please play Lords of the Longbox podcast on Spotify. All right, what do we got for number seven? Number seven, infamous Iron Man number one. We've had this on the list a few times. Uh, this issue features the first appearances of Victor Von Doom as Iron Man and the Tony Stark AI, which is the third version of the AI. Uh, this book is now trending due to strong speculation that Robert Downey Jr. will be the voice of the AI for Riri Williams. It sold 41 copies. It had a seven-day trend of 159% and had a high sale of 250 bucks for a CGC 9.8. And as noted, keep in mind that this is the third version of Tony's AI. The first AI appeared in Superior Iron Man number one, where the AI was destroyed in Superior Iron Man. Spoiler alert, number nine. The second AI appeared in Iron Man Hyper Velocity, where the AI was also presumed to be destroyed despite leaving his fate unresolved. Both of these first AIs were essentially used while Tony was incapacitated. The most current version, version three, is the most, quote unquote, Tony Stark like one and it mentors riri and invincible iron man however due to these previous appearances there will be plenty of debate in the future of first overall appearance will it be superior first the most relevant appearance infamous and as we always say in lords of Longbox, we will leave it to the market to decide yeah i meant uh you know now we're talking about uh, it's a market it's a, who, who, which one does the market want yeah Shout out to Gabe's. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Gabe. It was Mark Silvestri who wrote it, and Joe Benita uh, did the art. And Gabe would also tell you that Weapon Zero is a fucking fantastic comic read. Um, yeah, so I guess we're talking about just uh, voices now. Um, yeah. What's it? Remember the last voice of Friday? It was wasn't it Jennifer Connelly who was end up being the uh, voice of his AI? Remember mm -hmm. it was because yeah. you know obviously Jarvis had become uh, Vision and whatnot. So then the voice. Of the AI, I do believe was good old Jennifer Connelly, man. Uh, back in uh, remember that movie where she uh, she was locked inside of a Target. Oh my gosh, she was so hot. Um, you know, <coughs> if you guys know what I'm talking about, shout out to Gomez Comic Collector. What's up, boy? So there, there you go, infamous Iron Man number one coming in at number seven. What do we got for number six? Number six, we have a Captain America book on here. So Captain America number 16 from 2006. This one marks the first appearance of Red Skull's daughter, Cynthia Schmidt, as Sin, previously appearing as Mother Superior. This is trending due to some speculation that she could be the main villain in Captain America 4. Did sell 17 copies last week, had a seven-day uptrend of 441% and a high sale of $599 for a CGC 9.8, which I think is crazy. Wow. So Someone really thinks this is happening. So Red Skull's daughter will be the protagonist in or excuse me, antagonist in Captain America four starring mm -hmm. Sam Wilson, even though we pretty much got a huge hint of who's going to be the villains that <laughs> did. They, I mean, I'm assuming everybody saw the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and what uh, it's going to be, right? I meant that. All right, but why not? Sure, go for it, man. You know, don't spend nine point eight for six hundred dollars for a Red Skull. Here's my um, wild speculation that because uh, for a Black Widow sequel, is that I think 
if they bring back um what's her name uh scarlett johansson as black widow somebody is going to trade their soul for her for her to leave huh. you know what i mean because you know i mean and then you know because and maybe since i guess the red skull was trapped there right because he's saying you know my hunt for you know whatever and maybe you know once her soul got there maybe his because I would love to see the Red Skull come back in modern times. He was one of the great oh, villains in Captain America, the first Avenger, right? But so maybe her giving up her soul released the Red Skull, right? You know, but mm-hmm. um, kind of hard to have Red Skull's daughter if he died in World War II because she would be old as fuck. Um, but all right, sure, why not, man? <laughs> why not? Um, just no, I'm trying to think like Red Skull 1942. Yeah, so she would be like 60, 70. Okay, why not? But you know what? There's multiverses, so anything can happen, right? So there you go. Number six, Captain America, number 16. This is my favorite cover on this t- this week's list, by the way. If anybody has it, please send me a copy. What do we got for number five? Number five, Bitterroot number 13. This is the Sanford Green Beat Street variant. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Sanford Green has continuously created some fantastic film homage variants throughout his Bitterroot run. However, on the heels of recent Bitterroot news, this gorgeous Beat Street homage hit that must-have nerve for collectors and sold 10 copies with a seven-day trend of 814% and had a high sale of 50 bucks for a raw copy. What do you kids know about Beach Street, son? The best <laughs> B-Boy movie ever made. Do not even say Breaking or The Electric Boogaloo. Beach Street is the true shit. It featured all the elements of hip-hop. Graffiti, MCing, DJing, B-Boying. Uh, man, when I saw this movie, I was in junior high, and we saw this movie... As soon as we got out of the theater, we were battling other crews, like right there. <laughs> like, what you want to break for? All right, let's do it. And we were just like, you know, <laughs> after I saw that movie, I was pumaed out from head to toe because yeah. this was before Run DMC made Adidas popular. The shoes and the gear of B Boys were Pumas. It was Puma tracksuits. It was Puma uh, suede Pumas. It was Puma windbreakers. Everything was Puma, Puma, Puma until Run DMC came back with my Adidas and then. Sadly, Puma went away. But for all you old school B-boys out there, you know, come on, you know that Pumas was the gear, man. Yeah, Crush Groove was dope too, man. But Crush Groove was more and more about MCing. But Beat Street was true B-boying. And on the West Coast, we had never seen that level of B-boying because it was the New York City Breakers and the Rock City crew throwing down. And then you also had like Dougie Fresh, Kumo D, and some other famous MCs that were in there. I mean, you remember that Christmas? Ho, 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 open up your dough. I'm Santa Claus, and guess what? Y'all got something to show. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> Makes you want to go see it now, man. I actually have this um, album, and that's why the this the album is literally the same font, same layout as everything. That's why it's so dope, man. But there you huh. go, number five on the list. Bitterroot number 13, the Sanford Green Beat Street variant, or Beat Street, the king of the beat. Anyway. What do we got for number four? A uh, very interesting book for number four. Seasons Beatings, number one, the Marco de Jervig variant from Marvel Comics from 2018. So this hard-to-find Kang variant showed up on the list due to an aftermarket boost in sales after pending, after being showcased by who else? Tales from the flip side. It sold 16 copies at a seven-day uptrend of 691% and a high sale of $45 for a raw copy. Uh, we got to start just telling books they're hard to find, and maybe they'll show up on this list. Yeah, seasons beatings. <laughs> Get it? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So just full disclosure. Uh, 
Tales from the Flipside is also part of the CBSI, so they they do uh, shows where they just talk about what comics they think will pop, and you know they have a large following. So just you know, there's no there's no movie news behind it or anything. Just full disclosure. Um, you know, I know some of the guys on that show, um, but it's just full disclosure. So it's coming from, uh, if you want to know, we try to, whenever these books appear on the list, we try to figure out, you know, what the genesis of it is. Uh, like, you know, one time it was another YouTube channel or some other YouTube channel that does it, but you know, but Dejervic, I would say also has a, a great following. Um, oh. and you know why he doesn't do a ton of variants, right? Uh, you know, he's the, the antithesis of art germ where art drum got so popular that it was everywhere. And I think the fewer covers you do, the more there will be sought after, right? Like the Dejervic, um, uh, first miles, what is it? The miles Morales yeah, one. Miles Morales. Oh, that the one, next 23. Oh yeah. A lot of them. I mean, yeah. And you know, and it's cool. And, and you know, but you know, Hey guys gotta get paid. If you're getting to do more covers, do more covers. But you know, um, Dejervic is one of those guys where people seek out his variants. Cause, um, we were talking about that where the <clears throat> was it the ultimate fallout 4 which one was that like a ton of connecting covers no the uh yeah no uh, they have it all the, the fall ultimate fallout does have all the connectings but then also uh he did it one for x-men so it was like x23 wolverine uncanny x-men x-force and same thing it's a big connecting yeah so uh shout out to Otto who sold his <laughs> <Dejervic covering. laughs> all right so number four in the season's beatings number one the Dejervic variant and here's the other uh, option that i was talking about that popped up on the list again again this is which is number one in a recent comic book resources interview scott snyder gave an update on witches and undiscovered country <clears throat> excuse me uh, saying with Undiscovered Country, we're working on the screenplay right now for New Republic. We have about another four weeks before we hand in the draft, so it's commenced and it's all good. And Witches is definitely in development too. This news brought back new life into this book, and it had plummeted in value since it was first option way back in 2014. This news helped this issue move 102 copies, had a seven day trend of 315% and a high sale of 250 bucks for a CGC 9.8. So yeah, when they option something and then you forget about it from years back, that's what happens sometimes. That just goes to show you guys this, the cycle of Hollywood and you have to understand. And first of all, things get optioned by a studio because they want the intellectual property. Uh, but sometimes they don't do anything with it. And it takes a long time for them to do something with it because either be it the right script or the right director, or the right story. But I mean, you know, there's hundreds of these things that get optioned. Hopefully this one gets done. Um, because I remember when this first got optioned, I bought my 9.8. I have the Dustin Wynn uh, New York City Comic Con variant. Ooh, and I held on to it. Because I was like, you know what? I might as well wait and wait and wait. But just like <laughs> a certain somebody who tweeted out, hey, I'm working on the God Country script. Uh, and we haven't heard anything ever since. Well, I mean, that's why when somebody says, hey, I'm putting in the uh, first draft of a script. Just know that there can be multiple, um, you know, versions of a script before it's done. So I don't know, you know, how many uh, movie scripts Scott Snyder's done. So, you know, I will say this. A, a movie script and a comic book script are pretty similar. The screenplay, 
if you ever been to a comic con, look at writers who who um, who sell comic book scripts. They're very interesting because it's basically the same thing. Where because they're telling you they mm-hmm. when they write a script, they say uh, and then they do. They tell the story, but then they also have to tell it visually, like uh, epic scene, uh, ding, drop in here. And the artist has to interpret it just like a director has to take that and interpret it onto the big screen. So just no, just Google a comic book screenplay. So there you go. Shout out to my man, Matt DeVoe in the house from uh, CoverPrice.com. Thank you. The NYCCC dropped to like $10. Thanks a lot, Matt. <laughs> what a bummer. Well, mine is signed and it's a 9.8. So hopefully, uh, you know, it'll it'll get somewhere but um if it does happen then you know but you know it's i think 2020 2021 is more much more hypersensitive to things that get optioned and i even five years ago uh be it quarantine be it the people that are coming in from the trading card uh collectors be it from uh what uh video game collectors mm-hmm. to Pokemon. nfts to all those things <laughs> Everybody is heading toward the comics world now. So whenever mm-hmm. they see this, they're just like us. They're going to go immediately and look and see if there's a comic book based on it. That's why you see weird shit like He-Man or G.I. Joe or any of those things. Even though it's, it wasn't originally a comic book, they're going to look and see if there's a comic book. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure they'll even look and see if there's an NFT for it. Why not? Right? That's just, that's just the world Jeez. we live in. It's We got a ton of influx of cash that's coming into the community. So... Is there a bubble? I think there's a bubble, but I think it's a the bubble won't burst. It'll probably deflate a little because these people, I don't know how long they'll be in the market for, right? I don't know if they're truly just going to flip it because it's not like, I mean, if you look at GameStop, shit, it went back into like $200 a share. You know what I mean? Uh, so there's some, uh, you know, people are pulling strings here and there, you know, but, you know, they... If they think they can do what they, they did the GameStop in the comic book community, there's way too many people in the comic book community that's been doing this for a long time that mm-hmm. will that will see through it. You know what I mean? Um, so you know, for remember when the, they were pumping up that Marvel preview ninety five, mm-hmm. um, the first miles, and what was it selling for? Like ten thousand or something crazy yeah, like some that? Crazy, uh, some crazy. I sold number. a nine six for forty two hundred, and yeah. nine sixes are like ten k now, which is insane. Yeah, so, you know, there's certain, and they know for the most part what the big books are. So, you know, a lot of people get priced out of it. So then, you know, people look for the next best thing, be it the second appearance, or they look for the smaller books. And that's why you see indie comics that pop up in here because they think they can get in on the ground level. But, hey, man, this ain't game stock, okay? These are comic books. So um, the majority hmm. of us know what we're doing. So <laughs> I don't know the rest of it. Well, somebody you, needs but, to explain uh, to me investing in a comic book. That's what I need to learn. That's yeah, what that's in the yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, you know what? That idea if it came out now where you could own shares of a Grail, you know, but you know, so basically, it could be but like who fantasy. would own? Like where would that? What who's Grail? Like I would well, put I mine up. As now would lateral. be the time, Matt Devoe. Put it together, man. Put together a website. We need a comic book stock market is what we need. So <laughs> people can buy shares and trade of comic books back and forth. We're creating, I mean, there's already weird cryptocurrencies out there. Why not make a comic book currency, right? Yeah, yeah. Go you into a store saying? and pay for your yeah. loaf of bread with a... I will buy my McRib with a young blood number one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so which is number one is number three on the list from 2014. What do we got for number two? Uh, another one, another odd, odd book this week, guys. Superman, the 10 cents adventure number one from DC Comics in 2003. So this is the first appearance of Supergirl. Now, it's not Kara Zor-El. It's just Sir L, 
C-I-R-E-L, who will be appearing in the Flash movie coming out in 2022, being played by actress Sasha Kelly. Uh, it did sell 80 copies last week, had a seven-day uptrend of 487%, and a high sale for $24.95 for a raw copy. Hmm. Uh, okay. Oh, thanks for correcting Thanks for correcting yeah, yeah. me, Gabe. Yeah, it's Young Blood number two is what I want to buy my McRib with. That's the first <laughs> appearance of uh, Profit. Uh, <laughs> me and Gabe are big, huge fans of Stephen Platt and Profit, by the way. But yeah, man, I've never seen this before. Uh, they Superman. did a Batman one, I know, and same thing for Superman. So they were really, I think the first issue was 10 cents and then the rest went to other ones, if I'm not mistaken. But Sir L, Supergirl is completely different than, you know, Kara Zor-El. Uh, Storyline is a lot different, but um, yeah. I can't really give you too much information i just know it's a different super girl in, in general so i'm thinking with the flash movie she's gonna come from another earth because that's the whole thing with the they're doing flashpoint so yeah shout out uh, matt devoe with the uh, slight hit of sarcasm there that cw spec is big big money you know what <laughs> matt where that theory is going to be tested to its limits when naomi comes out right because naomi was specced on when it came out as a first appearance of a character um, but now it's going to come out on to CW, which can be the kiss of death. Um, but what's interesting about the Naomi series on CW is correct me if I'm wrong is that is like, I mean, it is the newest character to appear on a live action show, uh, from, from DC, right? I can't think of anybody yeah. at, like flash, lot, lots of legacy characters, even legends of tomorrow has been around. Uh, for, I mean, if you technically, if you take. Who is the zombie girl? I zombie. I mean, technically. But that book has been around for a long time too. It wasn't like, that? Wasn't that? Was that? Uh, Nobody specked an I zombie that much, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, uh, technically, if you're talking about main character Naomi, yes, but technically, it's the new Batwoman, Ryan Wilder, because she only appeared in comics at the end of the Super uh, Batgirl run for rebirth that just ended earlier this year. So technically she's like the but newest she appeared character first, but she appeared first on the CW. Did she not? And then they made a comic of her. Cause I remember when they it was in between, it was in between season one and season two, but yeah. she only appears like in, she's not even Batwoman in the comics. She appears in one issue of bat, a Batgirl. Yeah. And then they so. created her to be, for the new battle so we'll see how strong the naomi spec is because i is the the there's no longer an ongoing naomi uh comic right no she's in justice league right now yeah so we shall see if it's strong enough to pull so i mean you know anna duvernay i mean apparently is uh cancel new gods to do uh naomi so we'll see man i you know i have a feeling 2020 and started really a kind of a different era or error era error for collectors mm -hmm. and in the past you know cw spec was like the bottom of the list right you know remember because didn't tiger shark first appear on the flash mm -hmm. king shark king shark i'm sorry king shark first appeared in the flash uh people eh, yeah i'll buy some and then but oh he appears on the goddamn uh <laughs> suicide side trailer and it blew up again so uh it'd be interesting to see and because i remember on our show we talked about this in the past and i said that spec is gonna be and i wasn't really predicting it i was more asking an open-ended question that if disney plus will rethink what we think about uh tv show spec right yeah well i'm um, hoping that hbo max does that for some of these dc licenses exactly Let's get you know like once they start like getting green, some stuff going well the green lantern core is going to be the first big test because mm -hmm. it's a lot of first appearances in there um 
but you know, and Disney kind of, and I, I don't know if it's all maybe because of Disney streaming, you know, with WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, but, and, and in, in culmination with that and, um, COVID, the shutdown, the pandemic, people buying comics from home as opposed to going to shows and everything else. And, you know, that whole combination of things. But I mean, if you look at, I mean, just the stuff from like, uh, Kamala Khan, Moon Knight. I mean, those. Th- I mean, Moon Knight has always been hot, but it, it, it's gotten to a crazy new level now that it's out, way out there. Oh yeah, the Mandalorian. How can I forget that? I mean, really, Mandalorian kind of set everything. I mean, as soon as Thrawn's name was dropped, Heir to the Empire went boof mm-hmm. out of the way, right? Uh-huh. Um, and then of course Kanan and everything else. So it, it it's Disney Plus is, and we'll see if HBO Max can do the same. I don't have the same faith I do as in CW. First of all, either keep on the CW or put it all on HBO Max, right? I mean, because what, what's going to happen is HBO Max has big budgets and the CW stuff is just going to look silly after a while because right. of the, the budget restraints in it. And um, I think Flash is ending after next season, right? I, I just read something like that because think about it. Flash is going on like seven seasons or something like that? Been- seven or eight, yeah. It's been yeah. that yeah, long. Seven, seven, I think. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see like a proper Green Arrow show on like the Longbow Hunters on HBO Max, right? Not like God, there's so many things I would like to see on HBO Max. I, I cannot watch Arrow because I have flashback PTSD. God damn it! Can I have one show where you're not flashing back to him going? They to the tried island? to make. Uh, they tried to make him more like Batman. They couldn't do Batman on TV, so they did the next uh-huh. best thing. I mean, they had all of pretty much. Bat villains. I mean, the Ross Al Ghul stuff. Uh, yeah, Deathstroke too, right? Deathstroke, all that stuff. So, um, I think that was Batman in disguise as Green Arrow. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I could watch Arrow, but every time there's a I mean, flashback, it was a good show. Was, the, the last no. season was the best. If somebody could just create a cut where they just have the Flash show well, without the the take flashbacks, take her name out of it too. Oh, uh, Felicity. The, her and the other chick, the 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 cop's daughter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Take both of them out. Rewrite. (laughs) Yeah. But like a proper, like the longbow hunters uh, would be great to just, I mean, you know, there's so much you could do. Like why haven't, you know, anyway, Stay tuned on uh, Letters from Lawbox <laughs> Sun uh, Sunday. I'm Mike excited for the new t- Titan sh- uh, season to come out. That, yeah, I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. Finally, when is it coming out? August. Is it going to be an HBO Max? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank God, because man, they you know they really need a budget upgrade on that on that show, man. Because um, when uh, Trigon first appeared, <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh my god. Come on, man. Spend a little bit of money. I mean, Jesus Christ, there's got to be a kid with an IMAX somewhere that can make better graphics than that. But yeah, but for the most part, I, I dug it, man. Because uh, I remember they they leaked like the the new costumes for like Starfire and some other shit. So, uh, man, you know. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's just amazing to me on how long we have to wait for DC properties. I know there's a lot of turmoil going on right now, but we had... I don't really count the Snyder cut because that wasn't, you know, wasn't really a, a DC thing per se. It's a one and done. Um, but you know, and anyway, but man, wait, when is what, I guess what's the next movie that's coming out. I'm trying to think suicide squad, right? That's the yeah. next one. But even that we got one trailer and that was it. So there you go. And you know, but you know, everything is, is where apparently now it's called Warner brothers discovery. Uh, I was hoping for uh, Warner Media Discovery, so we call it WMDs. 
Uh, but it's now WBD. So Warner Brothers Discovery is the new thing. Victor Zaslav or Victor Zaslav. I think it's Victor Zaz. Uh, the head of Discovery is heading that up. So we'll see if there's a shakeup, man, uh, on what they're going to do. But, I mean, there's such a lull. And then on the Marvel side, we got like four or five movies coming uh, up, a bunch of shows insane. coming up. Yeah, they got their shit together over there on that oh, side. Oh, yeah. Of the I think, is it Friday? Uh yeah, Friday man, Loki drops. Warner Brothers can't figure out who they want to run the show. The show, which they, is a shame, because fucking... I mean, Warner Brothers has been around since 1929. Um, by the way, their new tagline: "This is the stuff dreams are made of." That's from uh, the Maltese Falcon. A lot of people who claim to be movie fans aren't that they're just Snyder Cut fans. Don't even know where the fuck that came from. But Warner Brothers has a long rich history. Ryan, you and I went to the Warner, yeah, Warner Brothers studio. Awesome. And I still have could... that Wonder Woman cover. We could, and you can see thing. the history that Warner Brothers has in Hollywood. It's amazing. It's cool. they, oh, yeah. They've been. I mean, that logo is like world famous. When you see it, even when when you were a kid, right before Looney Tunes came on, and you yeah. saw the the WB logo come on. I mean, it's like you know, why would you do away with the name Warner Brothers? You know, I mean, what? That, that, that that water uh, water tank is yeah, the water tower. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're in, a, if you're ever in LA, man, go check it out. You know, everybody thinks about the Universal. Movie I mean, that's where the Animaniacs tour. live, for Christ's sake. Yeah, but there's a Warner Brothers Studios tour that you could take too. Tons of, uh, you'll see. Uh, Do it during Halloween. That was a blast when we did that. That was. Yeah, we a got lot to see. Uh, we got to see a screening of the Conjuring when we went. Yep. It was pretty cool. Huh. Uh, and remember the comics we saw? We're like, man, uh, yeah, wait a yeah. second. You guys coverless. own DC. You guys own DC Comics, <laughs> and all you can show us is a coverless like coverless. cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with staples uh, in it, or not staples, yeah. uh, punch punch press in it and all that stuff like wasn't man. even slabbed i was nope. very disappointed yeah like but it was what? cool you got to see like costumes and all the stuff from the warner brother the the fucking scary shit was the goddamn annabelle toy yeah that shit had. was crazy that was you creepy. saw the props yeah. from annabelle uh some gremlins they had the friend studio or not the studio the uh coffee shop yeah so there you guys cool. uh, you guys in la go check out the uh, bank Go check out Warner Brothers Studios tour. You know, it's a lot cheaper than Universe Studios, but hey, man, go knock yourself out. We all got right. a couple comic book variants. That <laughs> we are stacked all of them. <laughs> we got like all of them. I, st- I think I have one left, which is yep, the Wonder I got Woman one left the, or two. Yeah, one or I have two. Like one left. <laughs> I, I almost like, want to get it graded, but it's so beat to shit. Yeah, they did not care. They were just like crunching them up, throwing them at people. All right, so number two on the list is Spider-Man, the 10 cent adventure from Superman. 2003 what do we have for number one hardcore number one <laughs> as noted above this top Kyle pilot season book landed in the number one spot <clears throat> after universal announced that it's developing this comic into a film and will focus on the more updated 2018 version it sold how many copies it sold i don't know a lot of copies Hmm. <laughs> and, had a seven, and had a seven-day trend of 1,115% and had a high sale of 75 bucks for a near mint plus raw copy. Damn, that's intense. 1,115%. That just means it never, no one ever bought it. And then someone yeah. out and bought, <laughs> bought a bunch of copies. It was in the fifty cents bin. That was probably the most the, the latest sale. But how can you have that's that's insane? But you know, somebody, somebody do the math. What's a hundred and fifteen percent of uh, markup to get it to seventy five dollars? Is that oh, like seventy five like, cents? Yeah, it's 
I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. I would tell you go dig in dollar bins, but I don't even think these are in dollar bins. I mean, they're, they're just. I mean, you know. I mean, how many? If, show our hands of anybody who's in there. Tag us on Instagram uh, if you have a copy. With today's date, we need proof of proof of life. Proof of life. Proof of life. Show us a newspaper from today. Don't be trying to do a screenshot that you t- took off of eBay. But there you go. Hardcore number one, man. Raw dog for seventy five dollars, and it is just option, man. So there you go. But you know what? Um, I always say it's all about relationships in Hollywood, and Robert Kirkman has uh great relationships in hollywood uh he's his stuff would get, get he's got a better chance to get optioned than than others i mean he's already gotten walking dead invincible um hopefully he does that uh martial arts one uh what is it called fire oh he did outcast too yeah that's that another book Showtime that came early. out at the wrong uh-huh. time yeah. like if that were to come out now that book would be like out of control right uh, oh for sure, for sure. I, I don't even think it was on showtime it was like cinemax or it something. was on Oh shit! No, I think it was on. It was. On, I think Short, it was a Cinemax. Oh, well, maybe, 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 maybe yeah. it was Cinemax. I don't know. Uh, but but I mean, <laughs> you think about now and the way horror comics are and the way they're received. If Outcast oh, would have came out now on TV, the oh, comic I think it'd be just, huge. Uh, the comic would just gone crazy now, but. Um, but I think Hollywood is is seeing that yo man, there's gold in there, the hills, and that they think you know they 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 could do this. Uh, I mean, the no, story no truer already... statement has ever been said. <laughs> Shout out to Donny Cates. Yeah, I think it was Cinemax was that that did it, um, and Cinemax is owned is a is a, a subset of HBO, um, so that's why you can see like that the show Warrior. Uh, the Bruce Lee show is on uh, HBO Max now. Uh, its third season is going to be also uh, HBO Max because uh, Cinemax, I think, is no longer doing original scripted shows. Uh, so they're just like going to be showing like um, Man, movies. Cinemax, when I was 13 years old, was amazing. I would Skinemax? Skinemax. I would wake up in the middle of the night, sneak downstairs, put on Emmanuel. All right, let's Remember Emmanuel? Here. Anyone? Anyone? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> So it was like uh, uh it was like uh it was like the spice channel right it was like uh yeah, we it used to call it uh, no penetration dream no penetration is like yeah, <laughs> saying yeah. okay this is always going off the rails now it's sp- <laughs> any last words dark side jedi hey go get cinemax and check out emmanuel um hey thank you for joining us uh, as always it's fun shout out to donny cates i saw it a few times in the live chat i like to salute him oh, um jeez and I salute all of you. There you go. Perfect. Justin, any last words? Joining us. Thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight. Uh, Comic-Con podcast, new episode dropped last Friday. And, of course, we'll be having a new episode this week. So follow me on uh, Instagram, the Comic-Con podcast. That's it. There you go. And we'll be back on Thursday for the Shakers of the Week. Make sure you peep out KRS Comics tomorrow. Set your alarms because this Clayton Crane variant for Venom number 35 or Legacy number 200 is going to be dropping tomorrow at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. Use discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off any KRS Comics exclusive. Set your alarms. Uh, Clayton Crane signings are coming up. You know, you can get some other cool stuff on KRS website too, like this and that. And and this, and that those bounty—they're really milking those bounty hunters, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. Ooh, yeah, yeah, they are. But you know what? I ain't mad at it. So, uh, 
So there you go. Make sure you peep it out tomorrow, boys and girls. The Clayton Crane exclusive drops. I do believe there are 60, and they're all, they're all virgin variants. So there's no trade dress at all. So there you go. Peep it out. Check out our friends, Karis Comics. Use discount code LOTOB. Save yourself some scratch, man. So you go use that money to go buy a hard uh, whatever. <laughs> what was going to uh, What was number one on the list? To go buy hardcore, number one. Horn. Yeah, if you could find it. And if anybody has this, holler at me. Because I would love to do get this just because it's a Beach Street homage. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, next week, I'm going to play some Beach Street for you. But until next time, boys nice. and girls, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Oh, that the Lord is. Update. Um, What's in the box?